Hello everyone, how are we doing? It's Monday night, Endless Celts are back. We're here to talk about another Celtic game. I'm joined by our very own Stephen and friend of the show, Jed. How are you doing tonight, boys? Thank All good. Thanks for asking me back on as well. Aye, right. yeah. glad, glad to have you back on. Glad to have you back on. Uh, Looking forward always... to talking things, I like 100%. Aye, definitely. Uh, but it, just come to you first, Stephen. What was, how's your weekend been? Oh, mate, it's, I know it's been up and down. Obviously, we're still pushing the kind of mental health side of things and the numbers are going along the bottom and you can see them on the screen. And I think it's important for people to talk like, like we have been the last couple of weeks. I think it's good. And I, my weekend was up and down, mate. So, I mean, I went a couple of big walks and that and kept myself occupied, got out of the house and watched the Celtic win three points of Batadry with my granddad, my wee brother, my granny. So, thumbs up for me so far. <laughs> Can't beat it. It's all good. It's all good. What about yourself, Jed? Yeah, good weekend. Uh, out Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and then just chilled out watching the game yesterday. Right. So, I was hearing you bumped into my wife in the pub, actually. You did, I actually. She... You never even bought me a drink. Oh, that's oh. terrible. She, I've been there nearly 20 years and she's not bought me a drink yet. What's the mind, Ross? The cousin of mine. Aye, that's true. Aye, that's true. Watch my P's and Q's tonight. Aye. <laughs> um, right, well, before we get into it, we'll obviously touch on our Sharna uh, sponsors. Again, it's the same as before. Clothing, there's Stephen modelling it, sporting it. Uh, it's a clothing uh, range uh, for the terraces. You get a 10% discount if you use our code, which is coming along the bottom of the screen. It's just constantly going along there. So if get yourself involved in that. Uh, and the next thing is our Super 6 is back. I want to say, once again, reiterate, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Stephen Coulter won the last, uh, obviously last season's one, and he hasn't yet received his prize. But again, reiterate, it is coming. We're no taking the piss or anything like that <laughs> it will come but um, I've got to laugh because I, I, on Friday afternoon before we went on on Friday night I was saying to the guys obviously I've set this league up again can we get it up on the screen and can we put a post on Twitter to remind people to put it on for 3 o'clock on Saturday and lo and behold I forgot to put it on <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that, That's just Ross over the back there Monty will tell you <laughs> um, but uh, it was a I'll just read off the, the sort of top four it was a flying start for Alistair Jack uh, he's at the top on 12 points uh, followed closely by Kevin Gallagher on 11 and then we have I think it's Bethany Brannan I couldn't get her full name up so I I guessed it was Brannon. If I've got that wrong, I apologise. Uh, and John, our own John, his brother Phil, is on nine as well. So, listen, I forgot to do it, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. I'll be back. I'm going to put, I think I might put it on midweek so that I don't forget it. But, um, pull, on, pull on the night. The night. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's free to join. And it, obviously, the week, obviously, there's been, the first week's been, but, if anybody's watching live tonight or watches this back and they want to jump into it, then again, the code, I think it's on screen on the ticket. Yeah. Is it? Aye. Well, can I, can, I, can uh, I address the, the, the prize for Stephen Coulter? Because I feel like it's been a long-running long joke now. So basically, 
uh, the Sharna who do the t-shirts and stuff, they were on holiday for a while and kind of put back production. <laughs> I've been in touch with Michael, who's helping me out and kind of working with me. We're going to get our own kind of collaboration with them. Some just uh, clothing for ourselves, not necessarily for, for sale or anything like that. We're not high-end market like that at the minute, but <laughs> basically it's a four-week waiting time for these things to be done. So hopefully I would say middle of September, maybe Ross, that prize will be posted out the the Stephen, and then we can look ahead, obviously, to more prizes in the coming months for different week competitions if we run them. But yeah, I just wanted to explain that. I know. Listen, that's it's good that you did because obviously I wasn't quite sure what the time scale was. But um, aye, it's it's all good. It it will be coming his way, and he he's he's the the champion. <laughs> but uh, right, we'll go on to all things Celtic now, uh, and obviously we played their second league game of the season up at Petodre. Uh, I'll come to you first Stephen just for me another good win not perfection by any stretch but just a sort of brief overview of how you felt the game went well the brief overview after the game I came away from it feeling a bit bit disheartened a bit I don't know be a bit, bit frustrated but I said the other night I might surprise, it, surprise you a wee bit I kind of reflected and looked back on, on the result and Petaudry is always a hard place to go. It's one of our ties where it can go, not either way, but you know what I'm saying? It can be like that. It can be very kind of long ball, like, like Aberdeen do all the time. They make it difficult to get stuck in. They're physical. Their centre halves are like six foot three plus. And it's, it's a really tough game that you have to dig in. And I think Roger said in the, I caught the Celtic TV interview, he said that the, the pitch was long and the fact that our passing game and all these things have to be taken into consideration and by the way that's for Jews to buy Robson Aberdeen they're trying to find ways to stop us do you know what I mean that, that's their prerogative to do that and it's always up to us to find a way and to win the game and get the three points which are ultimately done in the end but as, as you said it was wasn't by any means flashy or by any means like wow it was it was job done we got the job done we got the three points and we got back home and we're, we're three points ahead of our nearest rivals since they lost Michael Bale's first game ever in charge madness isn't it but yeah all in all, I'm, I'm happy enough with the result. Things need improved on. I'm sure we're going to come on to that. But as, as Rogers did say in, in his post-match, that it's now he's about getting the results and then aiming to improve that performance along the way. And I thought that was quite telling. He knows himself that it's not good enough in terms of what we can produce. The players are still getting used to that system. Things changed. I mean, you could see it in terms of our build-up play. It's much more methodical. We really kick into gear. Remember, like the last third, the attacking gets quicker but we keep the ball for longer periods of time instead of just going bump, 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 bump. So, yeah, it's it, it's good to have the six points. And Pataudry, the second game of the season, it's we're still a wee bit kind of not up to match fitness. They've brought in new players, kind of the unknown quantity as well, so you don't know what you're getting. All in all, a 3-1 victory, I'm happy. I, I, I mean, I fully agree with that. I, I think it's quite a good summation of the game. Listen, we know, as I said there before you, it's it's not perfect. But it's two games into the season. It's a new style. Celtic are learning a new style and they're doing it whilst getting results and winning games of football. And that's the most important thing right now, Jed. Uh, but just again, the same to yourself, a, a brief overview of how you felt the, the game went. Well, I definitely know, Stephen, you changed your opinion a little bit. I mean, I think Aberdeen are going to be very, very difficult to be at home this, this season. Hats off to them. Um, I thought Barry Robson's job <coughs> since he's went in. Um, Duke and Mor- Morrison, Morris, he, mm-hmm. they two, I thought, had great games for Aberdeen. 
we yep. we Taylor struggled with, with Morris, but I was delighted to three points. Yes, we missed a few chances as well. You know, what was it the boy Devlin cleared it off the line from Maeda? Kyogo had a chance. Uh, Bada had a chance with hurting his left foot in the first half. As you maybe have passed it to Kyogo, but three points is three points. Like I say, mm-hmm. I I reckon Aberdeen will not lose many games at home this year. And if you look as well, look if you look in the next six weeks, we had we had well start for the weekend there. Aberdeen away, got Rangers away, mm-hmm. got Hearts away. Yep, and Tabs. What that? If we can get maximum points from Aberdeen and Hearts, and even win at Ibrox or get a draw, that's a fantastic start for us. So as and Rangers will not want to go up to Aberdeen and play. And what what I thought as well, if you if you look at the game, the Aberdeen fans stayed to the end. Usually yep. when they're getting beat, that's the, I thought they're obviously quite happy with what they're watching. They definitely gave us a they gave us a fight, even though we had loads of possession. And I thought in the second half we certainly controlled the game a bit better. But at two one, you're always that wee bit worried. They're set piece and things like that. But three points, I'll take that every day of the week up there, every day of the week. Can I say something as well, Ross? Like Ted Manson, the crowd there, and I think he's a hundred percent right in that situation because. I mean, years gone by, Aberdeen struggled to fill with Audrey. It was always looked like a half-filled stadium because they kind of knew and understood what, what the result would be. But I think what Barry Robson's done, he's come in and rejuvenated that. And also as well, and again, it's not praise, but I like to see other Scottish clubs being ambitious and they're scouting European markets, they're signing different types of players and they're creating a style of football under Robson, which again, it works for them. And like you said, Jeff, they will be difficult. And the likes of Rangers, or if you're a Hearts, or if you're a Hibs, I mean, Hibs under Lee Johnson at the minute are a mixed bag, and that Hearts have three people in their coaching team. No one knows who the manager is, and then Rangers are on the bike with Ian Bale from EastEnders. So they're going to find a tough up there. They really are. And I thought as well, and I said there, I came away frustrated. A wee bit of anger was in me after that game, and I just felt it. But as the day went on, I was thinking about it more, I looked at the highlights again, and I was like, actually, we got the result, we dug in. And if it was last year or the year before under Postacogli and we came away with a 3-1 victory, we'd be buzzing about it. We'd be saying we never stop. And it's exactly what we didn't do in that game. I mean, like you said, Jed, we missed opportunities and Duke, and we're going to obviously come on the performances, but Duke and, and Morris in particular, by the way, he didn't really play much last season for Aberdeen, but I thought he was fantastic down the right-hand side and the cause us problems and, and we dealt with it well and we got the three points. I mean, I think I, what Roger no, said... Go, go ahead, Jed. They normally players a team sit back. Aberdeen came at us and they were trying to play the ball over the top and they got their goal from it as well. And it's unlike Carter Vickers to get caught out like that. But there was a couple of occasions they played the, the ball over the top. So they obviously went with a game plan and Barry Robson said that, but he did say Celtic found ways, found ways to get around us. And again, I'm taking the positive from it. So I'm um, so. We can't. We ain't going to be able to play the fluent football all the time. But I stress again, three points. That's the main thing. Up there, down the road, three points. Thank you. Aye, aye. Any time you go to Petardry to come away with three points, especially the way Aberdeen played, like you, you've touched on it, like they played such a high press, like it was fast football. It was, I mean, not to the level of what Postecoglou's Celtic team played, but it was that sort of idea. It was in your face, fast, 
non-stop football, and they really they really came at Celtic, and I thought Celtic dealt with it pretty well for the most part. I was a bit like you, Stephen, off the back off the back of the game. Listen, I understand um, that you've came through that game and you've won it, and it's three points, and you're happy to go back down the road with that. But I was thinking to myself, wasn't it a great performance and? Aberdeen were really in toppies and stuff like that. Then actually, at the end of the game, the stats came up, and I, I was actually really surprised that I, t- I made a note of them. Some of the stats, like shots, shots at goal, Celtic had sixteen to Aberdeen's eleven on target. We had ten to Aberdeen's two. We had sixty-seven percent possession to mm-hmm. Aberdeen's thirty-three. Uh, when you look at it like that. I've said numerous times, Stephen, I know you do the stats drop and stuff like that. I watch football with my eyes. And I watched football with my eyes yesterday. I didn't think we dominated the, the, the stats no. as much as what they read. What do you think on, on that? I, I totally agree because watching the game, I thought Aberdeen had the ball as much as we did in, in terms of, especially in the first half, by the way, I thought Aberdeen played really well. Monty came in there and said, he doesn't agree with the Aberdeen praise. It's not praise as such, Monty. It's just the kind of realism. In terms, of, we always want the game. We want to test ourselves, and we always speak about European football as a big jump. But see, getting tested at domestic level, it's it's good too because you can see what the team's made of. You can see the backbone. You can see the courage, the determination to to see out a victory like that. And with the stats side of things, the the ball, to be fair, probably spent more time in the air than it did on the deck. Oh, aye. and that that's that that suited. Aberdeen down to the ground. Big Miofsky was winning flick-ons and Duke again. I, I like Duke, right? I've made no made no mistake about this, but <laughs> he he he's so physical and he can run. And even we Leighton Clarkson, who's a brilliant guy and they're midfield for Liverpool, like they got him back on a permanent deal from last season. Excellent player, and it's again, it's we're, we always want the SPFL to improve, don't we? As a collective, so we need the teams around us to improve and. This is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Celtic are miles ahead of Aberdeen, but they get a game. They get a tough game in their second game of the season. I think it's fantastic. It shows you where we're at. And Rogers nailed it for me. He said again. I'll, I'll reiterate it. The performance will come, but right now it's about getting the free points, getting the points on the board, and go back down the parkhead with 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 it secured. And yeah, you have to look at it like that. Yeah, like me, I'm really off the cuff, and I, I make again. Everyone knows this about me. I kind of react in, in situations instead of kind of just letting it dwell and letting it kind of fester and, and come to a conclusion. But yeah, again, came away from it, thought about it, and it was like, actually, it was a decent result. And like Alistair Jack said, that's our biggest win at Bataudry since 2019. And if you also oh, cast it? your mind, if you also cast your mind back as well, it wasn't so long ago that Adam Montgomery had to play like a last-minute ball to Jada to see the 2-1 victory under Postacogli. And that kind of kick-started us to the league that year. So Pataudry's difficult. It's 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 one of the it's like the third best te- third biggest team in the country. Some may say one of the biggest budgets in the country. And we three sh- one victory to me. Come on, what what more can you ask for? Aye. Uh, listen, the fans got behind them, and you, you sort of touched on that, Stephen. In terms, you know, obviously their support, and I, I think again it's similar, and the, the Aberdeen fans probably see what Barry Robson's tr- what happened there. <laughs> they probably see what a. Uh, Barry Robson's trying to do but um, I'll just move on to the goals Jed I'll come to yourself uh, obviously we we sort of I was going to say we see out that early pressure for Aberdeen Celtic had their moments as well but they get the opening goal 
and it sort of settles things down a wee bit for a wee while. Um, obviously, a bad I gets it. What was your sort of well initial reaction to? The, the, obviously, it was clearly that it was onside, but initially I thought he was off. But just obviously touch on the goal, and then what's your thoughts on in terms of Abada going forward? Is he going to outscore or higher goal numbers than what Joshua, eh, Joshua, <laughs> Jota brought last season? <laughs> Anthony Joshua in the brain. I mean, I say that it was a silly free kick the Aberdeen boy gave, you know, going in the back of Alston. But it, look, great ball in. Maeda jump got up for a wee guy, got up pretty high. And yeah, we all thought it was offside. VR clearly clearly showed it was onside. But Brown, we move on. And then second, the second goal, you could see Kyogo again. He's going to be doing that quite a bit. He's just waiting for us. A wee silly back pass and then bang. If you look at the goal last week, he stayed up where we won the ball. And then, you know, it was... I it was a Mayeda knocked it down to the wing, and then it got brought in. So Kyogo's always going to stay up a wee bit, mm-hmm. and I thought he took his goal brilliant because they boys were coming flying back to try and you know was it Devlin? He made Devlin, it but no delighted in the third goal. Yang brilliant feet work again. Mayeda had a great chance thirty seconds before that. One and one with the keeper and just took his time too much. But Yang's footwork and great pass back to O'Reilly, who has been very good for the last two games, where other people mm-hmm. in the midfield haven't, including their captain. I, so no, I, I totally ball. agree. Listen, I, I totally agree with that. We're, we'll come on to... I'm, I'm going to touch on player performances uh, mm-hmm. a little bit later on, but uh, just in terms of the goals, I, I agree with you, Jed. Uh, Stephen, the first goal... Obviously, Abada gets it. I think, obviously, he stays on side. But it's that instinct that Abada's got. I think there's no... He's not as instinctive as Kyogo. But mm-hmm. I think, in terms of instinct in front of goal, I think he's probably next in line. Uh, just tell me... Just talk me through what you thought of all the goals. And same question to you. Do you think that Abada is going to be able to bring a better, better numbers this season in terms of goals? than what Jota did. Well, I mean, if the, one of the best bits of business that Rodgers has done is convince Abada to stay. He's one of the players, for me, he can really improve. And you look at the likes of Harvey Barnes, he's quite a similar profile to him, just direct driving. And funny enough, Harvey Barnes scored in his debut for Newcastle. So again, that's testament to probably Rodgers coaching that as well. But coming back to Abada, like, his numbers are there. So, I mean, it's, they've always been there. It's just it's consistent levels with, with a bad. He needs to do that week in, week out in a Celtic shirt, not just one week he's brilliant and three weeks he's off the pace. But, I mean, in terms of the instinct, he's probably up there with Jack and Marcus in terms of one-touch finishes. <laughs> Every time he's in the box, it's just bang, it's in the net. He's done it against Rangers. He's, he's done it against up in Pataudry, against Aberdeen now. And to be at the back post, as you said, to be in that position, just to map up anything that comes out, you have to have them types of players in the back of the team. Kyogo, we all know, he's definitely a poacher, but if a bat is chipping in with goals, it's fantastic. In terms of numbers, he'll better Jada's goal return, I think, to be honest, but I don't think he'll do the assist. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be up with like 11, 12 assists. Maybe that's a struggle. Maybe we need to look at that a wee bit more. But Kyogo, I just thought, again, 
like like Jed said, that Aberdeen defender Devlin had an absolute mur. He didn't even look behind him. He just tried to go for the wee the wee back header to roost, and Kyogo's there picking up the scraps like a batter did at, at the first goal. And the the control, to see the way he took the ball down, he kind of drifted it away from the two centre halves chasing him, Aye. and he bought himself enough time. Bang! It was past the keeper in no time. And then again, Matt O'Reilly, he is bang on form. By the way. He's loving this new lease of life he's getting under Postecoglou. He's speaking so no post under Rogers. He's speaking. He's speaking so freely. The people are kind of saying he's having digs at Postecoglou. I don't think he is. I just think he's preferring this type of management. He's preferring the kind of man management style, so to speak, of a Rogers. Kind of take the arm around him, bring him into his office, ask him what he wants to do, what's his best position, what does he like to do on the pitch, and like he said in his interview, he sees more of the game now. He's coming on to the play. He's linking it up. He's getting into the box at the right times. And like Atate was doing last season. And already saying this is the, the best position for him. And Roger just got that out of him. And like you said, Jed, we'll come on to that. The midfield to me hasn't been mightily impressive. But Matt O'Reilly has been, been absolutely fantastic. Two goals in two games. And it's good to see him having that smile back in his face. And I thought it was quite telling. He was, one of the interview. And Celtic TV asked him about last season. His first goal wasn't until February. And he was like, how come you've got off to a flat start? And he turns around and he's so blasé about it. He's like, I'm not caring as much. <laughs> you would take that as a bad way. But what he meant was because he was trying so hard that season, he was trying and trying and trying. It was affecting other parts of his game where now he's just letting it come to him. He's being patient. He's not forcing opportunities. He's getting in the box at the right time. And, and Yang, by the way, Wow. What a bit of assist. Do you know what I mean? He took yeah. it in really tight space, swip, switched it foot to foot, low ball in, first touch finished by Matt O'Reilly to the bottom left corner, and that was game over for Aberdeen. And I think as well, you, you have to look at it. Like O'Reilly, O'Reilly and Abada are going to be, they're going to be standout performers for this season. I'm, I'm so excited to see them develop on the Rogers. But you've got mm-hmm. to mind, I know we're still looking for a, a, a winger, but Abada is probably going to be playing more this season. Really. Poster Cogley was playing more Maeda and Jota, where Abada's going to, I think, get a lot more starts this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's, you just need to hope Rogers puts his arm around the shoulder. And like his man, the rumour was he was going to leave. So, what does he say to him to, you know, make him stay? You know, we just need your fingers crossed he's, he keeps it going. Well, let's be honest, I mean, he does. The header, or sorry, the, the goal he scored, he does, look at the, he's done that all the time coming in at the back mm-hmm. post. Look at the goals he scored against Rangers with Barisic on mm-hmm. his knees. He's running in, nobody's seen him coming now, <laughs> and he'll get more goals like that. Mm-hmm. He just he just finds he's selling the, the right positions. I don't know if it's even by design, he just, like we said, it's that instinct. Um Obviously, we're talking about uh, Matt O'Reilly there. I think Stephen, he's, he's just a very honest guy. When he gets asked something, mm-hmm. he'll just answer it. Whatever's on his mind will just come out. I like that. And I think it's sort of Rogers we've spoke about recently uh, has been taking that sort of stance as well. But we'll touch on, we've sort of touched on our goals there. We'll touch on the Aberdeen goal. Uh, I'll just come at you, Jed. Um, obviously, it looks... I can see why people are saying Carter Vickers was at fault. I think he gets, for me, probably is out of position and his body shape's all wrong. Let's his cell get sort of caught under the ball and then 
obviously, I think it's Duke, runs off him, gets in behind him. People, I, I've heard people online saying about, obviously, uh, Navrocki then lets Miofsky run off him. I just don't think he's set because he doesn't expect CCV to do what he does. I don't know what you thought on, on the goal and if it, if it could have been avoided. Well, like I said earlier, I mean, how many mistakes has Kat Vickers done like that? Not many. I, I'm I, honest. I can't remember one where somebody's got like, the better of them like that. Now he did get taken off at half time. Was was he having a wee injury playing? Was he feeling it? And he couldn't couldn't get really? his turn the pace. But that Duke's quick, and he I thought he just got caught the wrong side of him a little bit. A game which isn't right, like Carter Vickers, he's normally quite a powerful and he'll, he'll boss players off him. But Duke, Duke just got round him and then played the ball in. That was it. And by the way, Nurovsky, yeah, I know people are doing that, but it's his second game for the club. Mm-hmm. And I thought he, I thought he had a good game. So that for just coming into the coming into the into the side. And he's he's still a young guy as well. So no, I was quite pleased. Yeah. Aye. Well, listen, we'll just go into player performances. Obviously, Jed's touched on the, the Navrocki performance there. I, I totally agree with you, Jed. I, I thought he, he, he done fair. He, he wasn't outstanding, but I thought he'd done well in the game. I, you could maybe pick up that, obviously, Miofsky's run off him for the goal, but I don't think you can really blame him too much. What did you think his uh, performance on the whole, Stephen? I think um, Naraki just looks really solid. What I like about him, he steps in and sees the danger. So before the ball hits the striker, he's in first, getting the toe in or getting the head in. He seems really alert that way. He breaks their kind of he broke their press a few times, getting into the midfield and popping at the McGregor or popping at the O'Reilly. And he looks quick too. He, there was a point in the first half where I think he had a foot chase with either it was Morris or Miofsky, and both can run. Right. And he caught up with him and he, he got the ball. He stood them up and he he, he shepherded them away from danger. And like you said, for that goal, it was Carter Vickers' mistake for me. He didn't read the flight of the ball really well. He didn't, as, as Jed said, he was caught in the wrong side. But then again, his hamstring was probably playing up that whole game. And he, was, he was probably trying to fight through that pain barrier. And hopefully it's not too long. But yeah, <clears throat> for two games coming in, and by the way, he had one de facto pre-season game with, with the club, the Athletical Bilbao, and the rest have been competitive. So he, he's had to settle in really quickly and quickly learn his teammates and quickly get the, the grips of the speed of Scottish football. And so far, he's shown up well. And I think for Starfield leaving, even Roger said he, he was kind of shot bad. He, there was no signs from him. from And then the last week or so, he was like, I'm off to South of Eagle. And then to get Naraki in, who's been a revelation in Poland with Lego Warsaw, I think it's a great bit of business and probably the only bit of business that's a, a first-team starter in, in this case. And uh, he's, shown up, he's shown up really well. And I think the likes of, the only thing for me, Again, with Naraki, we can't be over-reliant on him because I know if, if Carter Vickers is going to be out for a long time, then the reliance on Naraki is going to be incredible because he's going to be basically the senior the senior pro centre half. And if, if Largo Bielka comes in, then it's going to be them too. And that's a fresh partnership, and that's something we'll have to get used to very quickly. But, Stephen, I, I, mean, I have been a, quite a, a critic of Welsh. But credit where it's due, I thought he had a good second half. Welsh, and I thought we controlled the game more in the second half, and that was credit to Welsh as well. Um, because I, like I say, I have been his biggest critic, and when he was coming on again, I, oh no, but the guy 
the guy Dunmel. So and Rogers is praising him. So he must mm-hmm. see something in him I haven't seen. But listen, there'll be new players coming in, so I'm more concerned about the left back and I can't <laughs> you're laughing at you Gregory. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, no, listen, see Stephen Welsh, I've said on numerous occasions, like he's he's not gonna be a first choice for Celtic, not by any stretch. But he's came no. in there yesterday, like cold, if you like, not expecting to get on. You don't expect to get on as a centre half, as a substitute. He's come in to a really difficult game at Petodre. Aberdeen had their tails up. Was it we win the one two one we went in at half time. Eh, the pressure's on Aberdeen. You know that Aberdeen are going to come at you. And alongside a new guy in Navrocky, thought he dealt with it really, really well. Eh, I'll just come to you on Welsh and his performance, Stephen. And and, I, and his position in the, the sort of squad going forward as well. I mean <laughs> not to sound horse. Not to sound horse, but that uh, Welsh doesn't Get in my team or get in my squad. To be oh. fair, like I, I know, I know that Rogers praised him, but he again he's hardly going to come out and say he's not part of the plans. He has to include him somewhere or another and make him feel good about himself. And Welsh is, I described them obviously not quality wise, but like a John O'Shea, he, he'll come in six or seven games a season, do a job, and he's back out of the team again. That's if he stays. And th- yeah, no, he's a Celtic man, and Rogers said he wants him to stay, and Stephen Welsh wants to stay, but. If I'm looking at that, if he's still young. I'd be wanting to go out and get first-team football and improve myself and get a good move to maybe Serie A or whatever because you've seen a lot of Scottish players go there recently or, or the French League. And he came in and he was solid, 100%, but it's, he's just one. He's a, he's, he's a, a squad player. He's nothing more and nothing less to me, and that, that's really all he'll ever be. And, yeah, he came into a tough environment, but, again, he played some games under Postacol. He did well. He's never done anything majorly wrong. He's never done errors or mistakes or whatever, but he's just not he's not, he's just not good enough. If he was good enough, he'd be breaking that mold and getting into the team more. And he's 20, 23, 24 now, and he's been around that squad for years. I know he got an injury in Postacoldu's first season. He was starting quite a lot of the games in Postacoldu's first season, obviously when he was getting that defence kind of sorted. But Jed's back in. But um, just for me, he's, he's just... I wouldn't have him about. I, I, cut the dead wood for me. Just, just sell him. <laughs> Pretty much. I, 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 I know, like, as I've said, he's not going to be a starter. But sometimes, you, if he's willing to stay, fair enough. I, I think sometimes you need guys like Welsh in your squad. You said it yourself, he's a, he'll never be a squad player. And that's mm. fine. But you need mm-hmm. that. You need a squad player. You need... A Johnny Hayes, who was a squad player, but he came in and done a job last time under Brendan Rodgers. What do you think yourself, Jed? Do you think in terms of a squad player for Welsh? Like it, Ross, I have been, he's the one player I've slate, slated, and I don't like slating any, any Celtic player. I don't think he's good enough for us, but I need to give him praise for his second half performance yesterday. Now, it could have also been because when he, he came on the second half, Atati came on, in the brief appearance Atati was on, I thought he had a, he done well. And then when Aye. he went off, home came on, I thought he was he done brilliant. So that took a lot of pressure off the defence because home is starting to sweep, getting the, the balls, getting in a few tackles and winning them. 
So that took the pressure off the two centre-backs. But would I, is he my first choice centre-half? Absolutely no chance. No chance. Aye, no, listen, need, I don't think any needs needs must the now. Aye, aye, I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody's yeah. advocating for what's going on tonight. Everybody's jumping in and out of this stream. Well, I mean, we'll have, we'll have that uh, Gustav Lagerberg or something. Aye, Lagerberg, and then I think I seen today we're in uh, Quentin Merlin, a left back from Nantes, right. from France. He's, not, he's five foot eight. That's sounds like he went to Hogwarts. I know, but, <laughs> but I just think we need a bit of physicality in the team. I just I, listen. I don't know any about that guy. I did hear the uh, name mentioned just not long before we actually came on live. But um, what did you Steven, say? He was another Steven defender. McGowan, yeah, he's a Fr- France under twenty-one. He's only twenty-one years of age. Fees seven or eight million. I think it's Stephen McGowan, who seemed the guy from the Scottish Daily Mail, who seemingly. Comes up, he gets some good info through the club. Now, where whether that will come to fruition or not, we don't know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. I but I mean, I feel sorry for Taylor because he had a fantastic season last year, and I don't know. He's just feeling the pressure a wee bit, and the fans are getting on his back. But he's just getting pulled out. Like you say, that boy Morris ripped him to shreds on numerous occasions mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we need we need somebody in there. Now Burnaby, he's I, I can't I just don't know what's gonna happen with him. I just can't can't see it. I hope I just don't know what we're gonna do. We definitely need in an ideal world we get Kim and Tierney back on loan. That's the only way we could afford him. We were oh, But Taylor will need to improve big time before we get to Ibrox. And I mean, imagine getting into Europe with the form he's on the now. Aye. Listen, my, my issue with it, I, I'm the same as you. I, I think he's been a tremendous player for two years in the inverted mm-hmm. fullback role. I think before that, when I think it was Neil Lennon brought him in, I think I liked Taylor, but I understood people's gripes in terms of the overlapping fullback. <laughs> uh, I under- understood the gripes I think that we're going to go into like the, the, the sort of style of play later on but I think looking at it the now I think De- uh, Greg Taylor I don't know what you think on this Stephen uh, I think he looks a bit more exposed because he's, Maeda's not protect him, protecting him as much as he did under Postacoglu in terms of I think the, the Maeda and Abada are playing a bit more narrow now and mm-hmm. I think that probably Rogers does want a Greg Taylor to be an overlapping fullback. I think Ralston is probably doing it slightly better but none of them are actually being proper overlapping fullbacks and I think it was evident in the third goal and how narrow Taylor was and he gets it to Yang. It did work in that instant but I, I think Rogers does want him to be that overlapping fullback. I don't know if he can be that. I have to hold my hands up and say that if we can get somebody else in to replace Greg Taylor that's going to play that role better, then I I would absolutely do it. I think if we do get somebody else in, then I think Bernabeu's Celtic career's over. Um, But I don't know. 
obviously, if we get Kieran Tierney in, then it, it might not be over for Bernabeu because it's just a loan. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to get Kieran Tierney, but I'm just like, I'm, we'd be back to square one again at the end of the season. What, what's your thoughts on all of that? I mean, first of all, I want to apologise if I've dropped out a few times. I cannot control this Wi-Fi. It's, it's absolutely abysmal. I mean, can you see me and hear me? Yeah, all good? Aye, aye. Can you aye, see but, me do? Uh, <laughs> Stephen uh, Ray comes in. Taylor is a good enough to be a traditional fullback for Celtic. He's too small, too slow, not dynamic enough. The inverted road had most of his weaknesses. Uh, Stephen again. KT will go to Newcastle, the reckoned upgrade on uh, Danburn. And then Sean the Mac, who seems to be on my kind of thinking, is the biscuit tin mentality creeping in again. But in, in regards to signing a new left back, I think it's imperative. It's a must. And I've, I've said this, and I don't like saying it, because I, I appreciate how good Greg Taylor was under Postacoglu. But if we've changed system, we can't accommodate players who can't deal with that system. Like you said, Mieta is not tracking back as much as he did, because I think uh, Rogers wants him up the top of the field where he's going to make the most kind of danger. You might see that coming in more in European football, the tracking back, but in domestic, I don't think he's going to do it as much. Greg Taylor... Morris, by the way, was playing. I know it's no, no comparison there, but he was playing in the, the Fanorama National League two years ago for like Barnet or something. And now he's up destroying the best left back in, in the SPFL. So, again, there's all sorts of issues. He looks far too slow for me at the minute. I don't know if he's carrying a fitness issue. I don't know what's going on. He just looks laboured. Even when he was breaking into like the midfield, he just looked like a yard of pace. It disappeared, if you know what I mean. It was not crisp, it wasn't fast, there was no quick movement, and even Rogers referenced the throw-ins, by the way. The time he took to try and pick a player out sometimes was incredible. I was cracking up more than that than the actual game. No, 100%, but I mean, mean, there was times where Reilly was coming in, he was taking too long, there was times other players were making movements, he wasn't finding them, and I know we all stick up for Greg Taylor, brilliant, but I'm being honest with you, if we send a left-back in a permanent I think it's the end of Greg Taylor at Celtic. I think it's the end of Mike Burnaby will push up ahead of him if he gets his act together. Because, like it or not, anyone who's listening, Burnaby's more suited to that fullback position than, than Taylor is all day, every day. All he needs to learn is the defensive and get better at that. We know that. That's his deficiency. And he'll get there with training. He'll get there with dedication. But Taylor's been there now for three, four years. He had his peak seasons coming in in the inverted fullback system, which suited him well at that time. But I think we're seeing all those weaknesses come to fruition. We've seen it in Lenny's, Lenny's season when he got him. He wasn't really great at the fullback position. He was, again, he wasn't getting beyond the, the winger for the for the overlapping. No pace in, in that instance. He has no strength. And teams are targeting that position. It's no coincidence that every time a team gets a long ball, they're hitting that diagonal to the right-hand side because nine times out of ten, he's not winning it. He's not doing anything with it. Yeah, he gets it in about it, but Morris tore him a new one. Mayowski was bullying him, and there was no answer for it. Only for Naraki being there, it could have been a worse situation for us as, as a team, and he was there sweeping up Taylor's deficiencies. And Look, he'll, he'll remain as number one. I know this he'll, he, he, until we get a, a left-back, but if we're going to the Champions League with him as number one, we're honest. We're in a hiding. We're in a hiding to nothing. And, and I really do believe that. And I want to come to the comments because I feel like <clears throat> I haven't spoken enough. Uh, Connor Sullivan, besides Taylor and Hart, 
not being good enough. Our midfield is woefully weak. Kalmak, Turnbull, Natate have no physicality. I mean, will be ragdolled in Europe. Uh, balls to the walls, what a name. Uh, he's been useless in the system. <laughs> I'm a mood, someone will have to drive Burnaby to training. And this is a cracking shout, by the way. Josh Dodge is available for approximately five million at Verona. He's six foot three, left back Scotty, he's 21 years old. We missed the boat these. We missed the boat a lot in these kind of transfers. Sean the Mac, Stephen, lovely fella, but drop him. Uh, Monty, Taylor is Kilmarnock level. And the fullback position, it, it shows what level he belongs at. It's not at us. And I, I firmly believe if we get another left back in, it's curtains. He'll be gone. Well, listen, I, I struggle to, on the evidence of what I've seen so far this season, I struggle to argue against that. But at the same time, I look at it and go, he isn't performing as well as what he has been doing previously. I don't know, given time, again, he could get better at the role, but I totally take on board. There's a lot of people got reservations about him, and everything you said there about his pace, his height, I, I can't argue against it, but I've always well, been if you, a if real you look at the If you look at the other side, the profile of a perfect fullback is Johnson. Tall, yeah. athletic, physicality, can get up and down. If we're doing the traditional fullback system, we need that on the left-hand side. Aye. Aye. No, listen, you look at, when you look at it now and you're saying that Anthony Ralston's probably playing the role better than Taylor is, mm-hmm. that, that tells you a lot. Listen, I'll say it again. If we can get somebody in yeah, an Alistair Johnson level, which is difficult to do, by the way, but if we can, you absolutely go and do it. I think a lot of us fans we've been used to in the last Angie's transfer transfer windows. We got the players in early, with the exception yeah. was the DCV came right at the day. Um, but the rest of we done the business early. We're bedding the players in, so I think that's why we we all had it. We're all told there was there was thirty five million going to be made available for Ange. That was before even the Jota sale. So where is that money? It's a lot of the money's probably going on. Given Maeda and Kyogo new contracts, McGregor a new contract, and let's be honest, guys, Callum McGregor has been poor. Some of the mm-hmm. yes, some of his passing, given the, the ball. Day, uh, if you look at the preseason as well, and against Ross County, I thought he was. I was a wee bit concerned. I just hope he's going <laughs> to he's going to play himself out out of it. I, I know, I don't know, somebody put it up earlier about McGregor not being European level, Atati. Look, when Atati's on his game, but it's when he's on his game, he's phenomenal. I thought he showed glimpses of that when he came on the second half. Unfortunately, not injured. But it's, we, we can't just keep back. I mean, we have got quite, many midfielders have we got? Do you know, look, home. Quite a lot. You know, the South Korean boy as well. But home, I have been impressed with him. But I just hope Callum McGregor just gets... He's, I mean, the guy has constantly played football for years, hardly misses a game. And we're all, we all have bad days at work, let's not kid ourselves. So I just hope he's going to have a few bad days at the office and he's going to see, come through. See on, see on the Callum McGregor thing, Alan Woods comes in, this is what I was thinking as well. Uh, home can come in and let Calmac have more of a rest. I think you said it, Ross, before. Home reminds you of that Calmac type six position 
playing the ball nice and easy, breaking the lines, putting in tackles. And I thought when home come on, he was doing what Cal McGregor should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Breaking up the play, getting in the about it. And I have to agree. That, uh, he's, he's, it probably helped him coming on with the the, the centre-backs because they weren't under as much pressure in the second half as they were the first. And I think mm-hmm. home had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I think it, as, as you said, like... McGregor for me against Aberdeen, there was one point where he turned on the ball and he was running to, towards the, the throw in the, the, the line and he just kind of took off and he fumbled it and they were on the attack and there was numerous occasions when he'd done that and look again, like Greg Taylor, no one's immune to criticism just because he's the captain doesn't mean he's not going to get it when he's been when he's been woeful and he has been to be fair and they Odin come in and I thought he looked fantastic and hopefully maybe like the Kamarnik game coming up he can maybe start in the sixth position. Yeah. And like you said, give Cal Mack that break. Just to, just to relax. He's playing like 100 games a season. So he just needs to just breathe. Well, by, mm. by the way, guys, just to let you know, uh, my, my managing director is an ex-footballer. And he's still, I'm not going to mention the Celtic player, but he's still really pally. And he's shown me a, a WhatsApp he got from him. He was delighted that Rogers coming back. Delighted. Mm-hmm. No, read into that what you want, but he personally was delighted. So it will be Rogers an elite manager, and he was the best option available to us. But um, I, I think it was a no-brainer getting him back. Absolutely, totally agree with that. But I'll just come on. I'll, I'll come to you, Jed. Uh, I sort of. I'm not saying oh look, I was right or anything like that. But I said <laughs> on Friday night um, that. <laughs> Turnbull, he was brilliant against um, Ross County at home. I think he turned in the type of performance that I had sort of alluded to on Friday night in terms of I said that going into the Ibrox game, I would still pick Hattati over him even though he scored two goals uh, against Ross County and he played really well because he's had enough chances in these difficult away grounds and the game sort of bypasses him and I think it done that on uh, yesterday, sorry, I think it done it. Um, to be to be honest with you, I was, and you're, I know Brendan Rodgers wasn't going to do it because for the guy's confidence and stuff like that. But after twenty minutes, I would have took Turnbull off and got Hattati on the pitch. That's how poor he was. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on his performance and if you agree with what? The, Is that like, myself? Getting him off after twenty minutes. I for you, Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I thought Hattati done more in his brief appearance in the second half than what Tumble done in the whole of the first. So, um, and that's why, because the week before, he was outstanding against Ross County. It's just getting him to be that con- consistent player. Where, look, let's be honest, on their game, Hattati's a different league to Tumble. Different league. But <coughs> it's... If he keeps playing at that, he'll, he'll struggle to get back in. He won't be in the starting. Because the way things is, the way that they're playing now, O'Reilly's nailed down to start. And he isn't going to, he isn't going to stop a uh, drop McGregor. He might be doing it next weekend because it's a, cup, a League Cup game. Aye. But the league games, Cal McGregor and O'Reilly's to start. And then Atati, hopefully if he's still going to be here. So that's, but the Turnbull... Too inconsistent for me. When he's when uh, he's good, he's good, but he's too inconsistent. I think he's a very good player for Celtic, 
when we are controlling the football match, but when we're up against it and you need legs in there, you need a bit of tenacity. Rogers used the words himself yesterday in his interview. I think, Stephen, when you need that, I think Turnbull does come up short. Uh, and listen, we'll go on to it, but uh, I think there have been a lot of comments saying that Celtic's midfield will get overrun in Europe because mm-hmm. there's no there's not enough um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like physicality, strength, an imposing figure. But what are you saying, Jed? I don't think we've ever I don't think we ever replaced Stuart Armstrong. The guy at midfield yes. is going to get run run there. Mm-hmm. Who have we got? McGregor used to do that. He doesn't do that anymore. You know, he is more playing like you say, the number six role. Where Stuart Armstrong, I thought he was fantastic for us. And I, honestly, I don't think we've ever replaced him. No, I agree I with that. I, I, I've made the case that Turnbull could be that sort of Armstrong either this Rogers tenure. But we're all hoping that. It, certainly in terms of running with the ball and the, the attacking prowess. But uh, in terms of... I... I that or or the the physicality, but I sort of that that line of, that train of thought, money. Um, but I, Stephen, on Turnbull, just what you think about obviously what we've said there about in terms of when we're in control of a game, he could be that Armstrong type. But when we're up against it, for me, he he, he lacks that that tenacity and that that belief to to really get a hold of get a grip of a game in the middle of the park. Yeah, I mean, Turnbull for me is what I would describe as a home player, parkhead player on the on the nice surface. 60,000 fans behind you. We know we're going to have the most of possession and he has time to pick a pass. He has time to take a shot from 40 yards out that might go in, might not go in. But against Aberdeen at, at, at Pataudry, it's a concern for me. A lot of people are saying it tonight, Sean the Mac in the comments, we need a we need a bastard. And I've been saying this for the last uh, three years. We're too, we're too weak in midfield. And we, we talk about Atate, by the way. Like he's like he's a tackler. Atate is not a tackler. He gets in about it. Like he gets in about you. He, he sticks with you, but he, he's not he's not one to, to put the food in. I've seen him back out of tackles. So I think the, the conception of having Atate in your midfield adds physicality or adds something different. Yeah, he's quicker, but he's he's the same kind of effect for me as Turnbull. He, they don't get stuck in, they don't put the food in, they don't break up the play. The only midfielder I've seen doing that in the, in the first two games is Olin Thiago home. <laughs> and that was funny enough. At the Tawdry when he done that tackle against the third player and he, he drove up the left hand side of it. But it is a concern. And the more you look at it, I mean, yeah, we won three one and fantastic. But the ninety percent of the comments are saying that our, our midfield is, is slow and it's weak and it's it's lacking a bit of pace and a bit of creativity. And you can see it really. It, it's it's evident. And even Calmack to an extent, he, he plays the, the, the deep land playmaker role perfectly well, but he stopped the breaking into the the final half of the field or the final third or getting into the box. And yeah, that's the down to positioning. O'Reilly's doing it. He's doing it really well. Two goals in two games like we spoke about. But Turnbull, I like you, Ross, I was like, wow. <laughs> What's going on? Like, does, does get a tate on? And then Rio come on and he got a calf injury. And I've seen people online obviously going, he's doing that to protect himself. But I don't think he is. I don't think he's the type of player to do that. He just genuinely got injured and he felt maybe a wee twang in his calf and better to be safe than sorry. But yeah, Turnbull, it's nice and pretty when you're playing Ross County at home and he has time. But when you're in the, the cut and thrust of a fast game away from home, whether it's Easter Road, Tyne Castle, Pataudry, you can't go into a game like that with him. And 
like you said, Ray Ibrox as well. I mean, whether we like it or not, the Rangers midfield has pace, it has power, it has physicality. And I just think for me, we're lacking that. And it, not to compare players, but you've seen the new guy that's saying Cifuentes. He looks a really physical prospect. He looks really quick. And obviously the likes of uh, uh, Todd, TikTok, Cantwell, all them yeah. types of players. I just think for me that they get... We need to improve that save. And I know Rogers has said that when he first came in. He wants more physical players. He wants the kind of six-foot-plus players to come in and, and add to the technical abilities of the team. That's, for me, what we're lacking in midfield. And it is a wee bit of a worry, to be honest. Um, listen, I don't... Our, our midfield three, whether it's it was O'Reilly or Moy, I think they worked brilliantly under Ange. And nobody was saying last year that they lacked pace. I don't think anybody. The reason, the reason why the, the reason why it looked like they didn't lack, lack pace last season is because it was so quick. The ball was moving quicker, Aye, so you're getting the up reason, the pitch. But you're the getting up the pitch quicker. Like, I think that's the but, reason it looks like that it lacks pace now because they're playing it a bit more methodically, a bit more slow. I think you can say you can say they're um, Hattati doesn't put the foot in and stuff like that. But he's come into that game. You could everybody could see what we needed someday to just just get in there, win the setting balls and stuff like that. Hattie came in and done that, and then he provided. Don't do actually know something. What? Rio Hattie had the worst pressing stats in our team last season. Aye, I know. Aye. But you wouldn't think that you wouldn't think that though, would you? That's no, no. That's what I'm saying. He, he's not that. I get what you're but saying. I'm not talking about the... pressing. I'm talking about in in about the middle of the Aye. park. Yeah. And you're trying to win wee, wee balls and then he'll win the ball, he'll find the cute pass, one turn and he takes a couple of men out. He's just he's got that about him. Uh, and it, it was lacking uh, when uh, Turnbull was on. I think Katati came on and he made a huge difference. And then he has to go off. But then, as you said, Thiago Home comes on and he 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 looks a, a real, real proper player, like a real find Jed. What what do mm-hmm. you think of him? Yeah, I, I've been impressed with what I've, what I've seen. I mean, if you look, the guys that we have signed, Yang, Home, Comet, they're only, what, 20, 21? You know, and all people are saying, oh, they're, they're prospects, but I, I have been impressed with them so far. But look, it's early doors. It is early doors. I think we've got to see a man a full 90 minutes. Is that going to be at, at Kilmarnock next week? It may well be. But we need we need to see more of them, um, and also uh, we need we need backup and this we need to get another striker in as well because we all been out injured. So to me, it's left back, a striker, and pro. I honestly, I'd love to see another Stuart Armstrong type midfielder. That would mm-hmm. that would be great for me. Someday Aye. I know you're going to say boys bull, bully you, but no no players run like when players run at them. No, mm-hmm. I mean you hate to bring Gascoigne. You know when he got the ball, he just ran and it would, it would glide through players. You know we need someday it can do that, and we haven't had that for ages. We've not had it. Hatati Moy was all about the intricate passing, the you know mm-hmm. cross field ball. In, no, I watched that's the scene highlights of the League Cup semi final where Kyogo scored the first goal and then uh, the final, sorry, and 
both Hatati and Moy were fantastic, but it was just they moved the ball quicker and they were finding the passing. They were finding the player. And we've not we've not been doing that yet. We've not been doing it yet. But Hatati mm-hmm. hasn't been you know, has his head been turned? I don't know. I don't know. But guys, we need to about the Europe's round the corner. We need to get things or we are looking at getting a doing. Yep, See, I my, totally agree. My, my thing is, Jedrick, listen, I, I agree with the, the sort of the signings that you've sort of touched on there that you're you're maybe looking to get in. In an mm. ideal world, uh, I'll come to you on this, Stephen. Uh, in an ideal world, I would like to see us get a left-back. I would like to see us get that big, physical, powerful midfield player who can also play. I just I don't want yep. a hatchet man, do you know what I mean? I want a, a, a good player, but somebody that can, be, can, can impose themselves physically. Because I do agree, we don't have that in the middle of the park. We have really good players in the middle of the park, but we don't have some somebody that can impose herself physically. Uh, I would like to see another striker uh, come in the door. Uh, we've got we've obviously been linked with Ryan Fraser as well. Uh, I think a lot of people are wanting to see another left winger come in. I don't know if listen. I I think he would be a good sign. Uh, if you're if you're looking at Ryan Fraser in isolation and not obviously you can like look at it and say right he's not played a lot of football and stuff like that but if Celtic are going to do that deal eh, I'll trust that Brendan Rodgers is obviously having conversations about that And uh, but if for me not being privy to that Ryan Fraser the player in isolation but he he's got years of EPL experience he's got um international experience I think he's 29 year old I think he could I'm not saying he's going to go in and take Maeda's place but I think he could bring a lot of really good attributes to that Celtic team certainly if Ryan Fraser gets the two chances that Maeda had yesterday at Pitodre we're looking at a 5-1 victory I think he scores them he's Maeda's the score because he's a better finisher than a Maeda Maeda's um, technically Maeda scored more than, than Fraser has in his when? whole career like mm-hmm. he was top goal, goal scorer in the day like he got 11 goals for his last aye, season he went Fraser through in the middle goal, there though aye but like well, go ahead go ahead you finish now come on to aye, well, I, I, my opinion is that he is a better finisher than Maeda he, he's, his decision making in the final third is better than Maeda's I'm not saying he's a better player and he's going to take Maeda's place but he certainly would be would be a good weapon to have. But in terms of, as I was saying, in an ideal world, the, the positions I would like to fill, and I think probably had Ange not left, maybe he would have addressed the positions. But mm-hmm. Rogers has come in; he's he's had to have time to assess the squad and give everybody a fair crack of the whip. I think rightly so, and I think it's probably put Celtic's sort of transfer dealings maybe a month behind where it would have been had Ange been there. Uh, Stephen, I'll just come to you on that sort of training thought as to why Celtic are maybe not scrambling around at the end of the window now trying to get deals done, but I think we can see we're actively looking to get deals done. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so late in the window Duty, obviously, Ange leaving and Rogers giving everybody a fair crack at the whip. But the positions that you sort of would like to see filled, and 
obviously your thoughts on Ryan Fraser, which you were coming in at me there. <laughs> I mean, right, let, let, let's get it straight here. I know we all got a bit heated and had a wee debate on Friday. That, that's fair enough. We're all past that about Celtic and stuff. And I mean, <clears throat> I want to ask Corvo. Corvo's in the chat. He's, a, he's our resident Newcastle fan. And I want Corvo to do something for me if he can. Describe to me Ryan Fraser's time at Newcastle and then I'll give my opinion because I want to see what he says genuinely. Obviously, he plays for that club. But in terms of the... It's not been a good sign, time at Newcastle. I know, but, but I just want to hear from a Newcastle's yeah, point yeah, of view. You could look, look, look at his Brent, uh, which, Bournemouth which, time as well. <laughs> well, Bournemouth... Eddie Howe, was a, did they have a follow at Bournemouth? They did, uh, because they did, he... Like, he he's then become the Newcastle manager. Yeah, so but I think that... I think with the Ryan Fraser thing is... Now, look... We, I was, we obviously seen him as a young player at Aberdeen. He got his move to Bournemouth. And by all accounts, he done really well. And he was, I think he was top of the assist chart and stuff for Bournemouth in numerous seasons. And he got his move to, to Newcastle on Merton. And, and that's fair enough. But the way I'm looking at it is there's numerous stories about his attitudes. He refused to sign a contract for Bournemouth. He literally got bombed into the Newcastle team. He's been in the development squad since 2022 in October. He's not kicked the ball in that sense in terms of competitive football. His injury record isn't great. And according to Corville, he's on 40k a week at Newcastle. And that for me, why, why get a player like that? I think was money should be directed elsewhere in the team for that. I get what you're saying, Ross. Don't get me wrong. Premier League, Premier League experience, fantastic. But 2022, he's been out of action. So it doesn't make sense to me. And I think you said it before. I think I shared this link before in the chat. Or one of you said it. And it was like a lazy link. I think this is what it is. I'm not going to believe it just yet because I don't think Rogers is going to look at Ryan Fraser. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I, I, I just don't get it. Um, I thought it was in a terms of approach. I don't know because when Scott Sinclair... I hope not. I'm not by the way, I'm, I, I really don't know what to make of it. I'm, I'm actually sitting in the fence here with Ryan Fraser. But am I not? When Scotty Sinclair came up, he was out of favour with his English club. And he was fantastic for us. Now, could he, could Ryan Fraser do that for us? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I really don't know one way or another if he is good. I think yeah. Corvo doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Northeast correspondent. But, but I think as well, if, if you look at it right, Ryan Fraser, if you take the time out of Newcastle, I can see it. I can see why I would be interested in a player like him. He's dynamic, he's quick, but then he's got loads of injury issues. He pulls up the hamstrings. I think we've seen that quite evidently a few years ago. Um, and I know that it helps the Scottish quota. People are saying it, and might be ignorant because he's Scottish. He's not a fancy foreign name, and I get that argument. But for me, genuinely, it doesn't excite me. I know what Ross is saying for the need for a left winger, but I want a left winger to come in and take over from Meda, not a left winger to come in and switch about with Meda every so often. It's about improving the team. We don't need a 40k player on the books for no reason, unless he's coming in to take a start position. Um, for me, the other areas of the pitch, I think it's quite evident. You need to use so, the squad. It's not just 100%. About uh, yeah, what, I get what about, that. What about Yang? Left well, side. Yang's a squad there for me. So, so if, he is. if I'm a wee chance, so you've got Maeda and Yang, and you've got down the right at the moment, you'll have a Barda and Tilo, who were waiting mm-hmm. them coming from his injury. 
So to me, that isn't the problem place at the moment. Definitely left wing, need another centre half, another midfielder and another striker. I would leave the left wing now. But hey, I'm not the one that's getting paid to make money like Rogers has to make this decision. That's only my opinion. Yeah, my my biggest thing in the transfer window would be a goalkeeper, a left back, and by the way, the whole uh, Levakovic deal yeah. is dead. He's signing yeah. for Fernabante. It's getting confirmed. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think for me, goalkeeper, left back, and a, a, a solid, tall, athletic defensive midfielder, I'll be happy with that to kind of end the window. Aye. Listen, I, I want to touch on just what something you'd said there about Yang being a squad player. I, I think right now, um, for all the world, he, he is because he, he has to play his way into the team. I don't think he done his chances any harm. I think he showed what he's all about. I think he's probably the most similar, we should say, fuck's <laughs> 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 sake uh, I think on the, the little I've seen he looks like the closest player we've got to Jota in the squad now I'm not yeah, saying we have, to, yeah. we have to have a like for like like uh, in for Jota playing in the team but I think and now I've made the case that Abada is Jota's replacement but I think in the next sort of couple of months I think we could see Yang really coming into this team and making a, a big claim for a, a constant starting spot I think he really could be that good that that wee, wee glimpse on Sunday I think he's he's going to be able to bring that to the team more often than not what's your thoughts on him Jed and then I'll just come to you with the well, same one after Jed's team again he's hardly played but if you look at the Atletico, Athletic Bilbao game when he came on I thought him and all had a great his second half mm-hmm. so against him I was quite impressed with him and he's you know so far he's been good but again we need to see 90 minutes it's the same as home home we need to see 90 minutes like I said Monty isn't it but all different opinions are bad it's fantastic one week another week he's, he's not but unfortunately Scottish football we don't have players who are bang on it every every game every game I wish we did but if they were they wouldn't be the club because they'd be way down south so they would but Yang I think with a lot of the new signings so far we need to see them getting a wee run in the team this wee glimpse of appearances I mean I've said on here a few weeks ago like Haskabanovic I think he's more mm-hmm. a super sub rather than a starter so and I, I mean I forgot I mentioned like the two the two on the left and the two on the right. I forgot about Askabanovic. But mm-hmm. is he gonna get I don't think he's gonna be part of Rogers' plan anyway. So but well, we'll touching see. on what Monty said there as well, eh, I, I think Abada is a really good player and the numbers you can't argue with the numbers that he brings in terms of goals. Um but uh, he does fade. He fades in games. He he can't keep yeah. it up for a full ninety minutes. Can I ask a question there for people to talk? If we were playing Rangers this weekend, would they want a badder play? Oh, aye. Aye, I I, I would start a badder because he's he's got more experience than Yang in these games. Um, But 
Stephen Stephen said he'd be a squad. He could be a squad player. I think he could really stake a claim to be a, a starter. It won't be at Ibrox. I think that's too soon. But um, in terms of we're talking about a squad and stuff like that, and everybody's saying we want to sign players that are going to like thing me the, the improve the the, the first eleven. But when you look at it, and Abada comes in and he, he can maybe play maybe sixty minutes, get a goal or two. And then you can bring Yang on, or you could start Yang and bring a bad on. I think they're really good options on that side, Stephen. But um, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, in relation I, to. I don't know either. <laughs> but uh, in terms in terms of Yang, I mean Haxavalovic. I think he's burnt his bridges with Rogers. I think he is genuinely looking to leave the club. And I think Rogers has said there's players on the periphery of things looking to leave, and their agents have been told so. Um, for me, Yang is probably our most skillful winger. That we have, Abad is really direct. Meda is really direct for running. There's no really tricks or skills. Yang offers that difference. I do agree. And if you have that for like variety of different options, it's great. I mean, Jada was that guy last season on the right hand side when he faded 60, 70 minutes. Abad would come on, vice versa. If Abad started, Jada would start and left that type of stuff. But I get what Monty said in relation to Abad. But the only thing I can say is Abad looks a different player to me. Looks looks a really different player. From, like he looks bulked up. He looks quicker. He looks more direct. He looks more aggressive. And Rogers has spoke about that. So hopefully that can make him maintain the the consistency levels throughout the season. Improve on his numbers. Improve on assists. And and just be that dynamic winger for the team. But Yang, I didn't mean squad player. In terms of a disrespectful sense, I meant just at this moment in time, he's not going to start a game. I do agree if he gets a run of, run of games, if there's an injury, or if he comes off the bench and makes an impact in them games, like he did at Batadri with that wonderful assist, he will be. He'll be, have to be fought about to start in games to come because what he looks like, he's very skillful. He's really good in tight spaces like we've seen in the box. There was like three Aberdeen players around him and he managed to control it, nip it around him and, and play that ball along the grass as well. And, He's quick. He's deceivingly quick. When he's without the ball, he looks a bit slow, but when he gets it, he's explosive and he, he, he's straight on the fullback trying to take the player on and, and get a cross in or get a shot away. So I'm excited to see what's to come from him. And if I mean, if you're looking for a coach to develop a 21-year-old from a different country and a new experience, is Rogers, isn't it? He's the guy that you're going to listen to. And as I said, he convinced the batter to stay. And it's quite ironic that we would have been happy with a batter to leave at the start of this, this season in, in terms of the campaign when Rodgers came in. But now he's being talked about as probably being one of the first names on the on the, on the team sheet. Um, another thing as well, I think this is a great point. Um, a batter is an inside left, not a winger. What I like about a batter and what I've seen in pre-season, he, he's actually comfortable playing on the left. So there, there's a wee bit of... Again, you can switch that. You can play a bat on the left one day, maybe bring Yang in to see what he's like on the right-hand side. So, again, it's a different variety of options to have, and that's a good thing. The only thing I'm dis- disappointed about is the fact that we haven't signed that kind of quality winger to come in and just just come in straight away, and that's my jersey. I'm that player. I'm that kind of luxury player that this team's been crying out for. And I thought, like what um, Jed said, maybe the left-hand side, they would have looked at that, but Again, it doesn't look like that's coming to fruition. That's fine. There's other areas of the pits that are more concerning for me at the minute, but that's just one gripe for me that didn't sign that one guy to come in and take Jada's place straight away. See, I think that that could be Yang. Listen, I know 
I know what you're talking about. You're talking about somebody 25, 26 that's well established. Mm-hmm. I realise that Yang isn't that, but it could be. Also, look at Tilio. He could be that guy. It's difficult yeah, it to say yeah. yes or no. But I'm looking forward to seeing more Yang and obviously Tilio coming into the team. In terms of, like, just before we finish up, um, just sort of, I mean, looking at where the team is now, I, I think, listen, it's not perfect, right? They're building a bit of momentum slowly. Rogers is tweeting the style. They're all learning it. And listen, they've all said that in the interviews. Uh, obviously, Joe Hart had alluded to the fact that they know it's not perfect, but they're still learning. Uh, Brendan Rogers said it. It wasn't perfect. Even Cal McGregor, a later interview after the game yesterday, had alluded to it as well, Jed. Um, for me, I understand that it's not perfect, but the very fact that the, the players and the manager are coming out and being honest and saying to the fans, we know where we're at right now. And they're not trying to mask anything. That that gives me a bit of comfort. And I understand that uh, Brendan Rodgers, like we've said, is an elite manager. And I think, given time, slowly but surely, this team will get better and better. And this team are not performing to that high, high level that they had been <coughs> the past two seasons under Ange. But they're still winning games of football. And as I said, they're not trying to pull the wool over the fans' eyes. And for me, right now, at this point, in Rogers' second tenure, two competitive games in, I'm quite comfortable with that, happy with it, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. What? How, how do you feel on, on that? Well, Ross, Jed? I would be more than happy if, after every game, whether I'm on or not, but we're talking about, oh, we need to improve there, but we won the game. I'll be more than happy with that. Yes, uh-huh. I've said, I've said, I've always said this since I was a, started going to the games as a wee boy. Air bread and butter is the Scottish League. Europe's a bonus. But look, and to go into Europe is a massive step up and we are miles away from that. Again, I said weeks ago, we're a Champions League team in size of the club. But in football ability at the moment, we're not. We're a Europa League team. And it breaks my heart to say that. But I've got to be realistic. So get domestic. As long as we're controlling domestic football at the moment, I'm more than happy. I just, honestly, I, like I, said, I feel a night, we have been a wee bit negative. All of us, including all the guys making comments. But that's that's just that's just us. We want the best for the club. We want to be winning 5 6 nothing and every player having a, a 9 or a 10 out of 10. Ain't going to happen. So just let's just try and get think of the players in. And when we get into Europe, let's hope we can put on a wee show. Because last year in Europe, we put on some fantastic performances, but didn't win the games. Are, are we going to take a, not a great performance, but winning games? Of course we are. Mm-hmm. We don't want mm-hmm. that. We want the best. But let's be honest, if we come back here in December and we've had a good showing or a good point showing in the Champions League, our performances maybe weren't great, but we'll all take that. We'll all take that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, listen, Europe, you, you have to do better in Europe. The league minimum all the time. You have to do better in Europe. 
I think, listen, Celtic are still building towards that. I think they've signed a lot of players in this window already. And I think we will... I think we will give a good account of ourselves because we've done it. We gave a good account of ourselves in the last year Champions League campaign. But by a good account of ourselves, I mean, if we get third, that's an improvement on last season. I don't know. Listen, I don't know who we're going to get. But Stephen... I'll give the final word to you. Let's have a bit of positivity and leave us <laughs> leave us on a happy note. Um, I mean, as I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think we've been negative as such. I think we're just making points that everyone can see. I think we perfectly described the Bedodra game because again, it was tight and we came away with the three points. And we're sitting here with scored about seven goals in the last two games. Um, Kugel's got on the score seat. Matarelli's got on the score seat. Turnbull. Um, a batter so the team are scoring and obviously we know the defensive need, defensive side needs improved I think that will be improved fingers crossed for that but I'm happy mate 100% and I think we all knew when Rodgers came in it's not going to be this boom it takes off straight away these players have had two years Matt already said this two years of one system ingrained in their brain and you know yourself when you're in something for two years whether it's a relationship, whether it's work, whether it's something to do with your own life, you come away from that situation, your mind's still stuck kind of in that habit or in them kind of zone. So I'm expecting this from the tactical side of things. It's going to take time. It's going to take time for players to get used to it. And it is refreshing that the players are being honest. It is refreshing that Rogers is telling us that it's not good enough, but the, the performance will come. I fully believe that. And it's exciting times to come. We'll, we'll talk about European football once the, the draw is done. And we do our own. We have, dead, uh, not deadline day, but transfer league draw special like we did last season. And by the way, deadline day is on the same day. So it could be is it the a same double. Day, is it? it could be a double pod. It could so be a double it is, pod. I don't know. But yeah, it's exciting. And we'll get there. And I think hooker by crook, as Jed said, we're going to take the win over the performance every day of the week. And... Mm-hmm. We'll have to do that if it's European football, if it's the league. As long as we're getting the three points, we stay top of the tree and we fight for the Cups and another travel. I'm a happy man, Ross. And I've enjoyed tonight plenty of debate as usual. The chat is on fire. Jed's on fire. Yourself is on fire. And yeah, it's just been good talking sadly again. And positivity is, folks, two wins from two, seven goals scored. We're on the road. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Love it. And by the way, just to finish... I think the, 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 the biggest thing for me is how calm Brendan Rodgers is about it all in his interviews and how calm the players look in their interviews and that makes me calm and there's plenty of time to get the performance right but we're still, again, winning games of football and it's, listen, we welcome the chase and Rangers are chasing already. So, listen, we'll see what happens. I think the next game's Kilmarnock in the League Cup. We might take an opportunity to try out some of these new guys then. We'll see. But listen, we'll we'll speak about that on Friday's show. But uh, that's the end of the show tonight. Um, Can I just say something before before you go? Um, I go for it, Jed. Two weeks ago, my wife and I, my daughter, we went to the Celtic Tour. Not done it in years. Fantastic. If anybody's not done it, or not done it for years, get back in. Honestly, it was first class. I think the guy, the narrator was David Kelly. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. So any 
get going great. I, honestly, I was blown away how good it was. I've not been for about eight years. So anybody, get yourself in. Well, uh, well Jed, that's, that's good to know, by the way, because uh, it's my 40th in September, and I think my brother is getting me for my 40th. So mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it anyway, but looking forward to it more now off the back of your good review, let's say. Um, but have you enjoyed the night? Been Loved brilliant. It. Loved it. Loved it. Thanks Aye. again. Aye, it's, it's been a good, a good, a good blather, let's say. But um, <laughs> listen, before we finish up, I just want to thank everybody uh, for like sticking with us and your interaction in the comments and stuff. We appreciate it. We say it every single time, but we do. And half of are probably more knowledgeable than us guys on this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> listen, if you like what you have watched, like and subscribe, as I say. Uh, and let's get the sub numbers up because Tony absolutely loves it. <laughs> but uh, no, listen. Have you got to say something there, Jed? Sorry. No, no. No, I right. thought you were going to say yeah. something. No, yeah. well, all it leaves then is thanks to you guys. Thanks for everybody watching. And night, night. God bless. Love yous. Cheers.